Welcome to the Southwest Iowa Association of Realtors, also known as SWIRE. This podcast keeps SWIRE members up to date on what's new and happening in our organization. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. It is not our intention to solicit the offerings of other real estate brokers. Not a member? We still encourage you to listen. Each week, we provide you with valuable information related to the real estate industry and Southwest Iowa. Welcome to this episode of the Swire Podcast. I'm Todd Studer, and we are joined in studio today by a full house, Amy Swoboda, Executive Officer for Swire, and also a, a couple of your uh, Swire Realtors, Sean Lake and Alicia Freeze, are joining us today. We're going to be discussing uh, DEI and fair housing today. But first, Amy, let's get an update. What's happening at Swire? Yes, coming up events. We have a self-defense class April 20th brought, uh, presented by the Safety Committee at Sovereign Martial Arts. So we want people to sign up for that. We have a few slots left. A lot of people are signed up. That should be a great um, couple of hours to invest in your safety. April 27th, we have a Zoom course to learn how to use Reminds. A Remind is the forms, um, documents, services um, that comes free from IAR. We've just got that set up. Um, it will eventually replace form simplicity from IAR, but at this point it's new. So we'll be sending out some information on that. May 3rd, the YPN group is putting on a Cinco de Mayo, or maybe that should be Cinco de Trace. This gets us the May 3rd. I don't know. <laughs> My Spanish isn't very good. Um, <laughs> but they're doing on an event at the porch. And so um, we've got some information out for how you can sign up for that. We're encouraging people to join us there. And we have one other event coming up. But we're going to talk about it during our podcast here. Sean and Alicia are on our DEI Fair Housing Committee. That's why we've asked them to come today. Well, uh, Alicia, let's begin with you. And you and I have spoken on this topic multiple times. I'm curious... Is this something that you had a passion for? Did it just kind of find you and you learned about it and just took the took the reins as it will? So I think that it's something I've always had a passion for and advocated for. I just never knew the acronyms of DE&I. And so I think that that's something that's not unique to me. I think that's something that is common in our community and why we speak about it often and why I'm an advocate for it. So, of course, DE&I is diversity, equity, and inclusion, which really encompasses everybody and everything of all aspects of their life and just accepting somebody where they are as a whole person. I know you have taken phone calls in the past about this, and there's uh, there's some misunderstanding about what it is. The world that we live in just gets so political at times, but it, it's it, that's not what it is. It's... Nearly everybody you you can look at this is going to fit into one of these categories somewhere that that can be can benefit from what it is that you're doing. Absolutely, Todd. So as you know, I've taken some phone calls of the misconception that DE and I really is just based on race, gender, and sexual orientation, and that's just not true. It is everything, um, including fair housing for people. So when we, um, as realtors or loan officers, are looking at fair housing and working with our clients, it's really important that we do not make any assumptions or judge somebody. We really want to just treat them as a whole person and ask them what they're looking for and what their desires are, their price range, and show them the houses that they desire to look at because that really is what fair housing is all about. How do you do that? I mean, how, how do you set that aside and say, okay, everyone's coming in here with a blank slate. We're not prejudging anything. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one of the most um, misunderstood conceptions is that you are either racist or you're not, or you're biased or you're not. Everybody's got unconscious biasness. And really, it's our job as individuals to not be shy or ashamed that we have those, but really to work to identify that we have those and accept what they are and identify them when it happens. So that way there, when you're speaking with an individual and they come in, um, and maybe they've got a lower price range or a higher price range, to automatically identify if you have got any un underlying feelings about that and just push those away, really sit down with your client and have an open conversation to get to know them as a person and really understand what their needs and desires are. I think it can actually benefit both directions because if you are not uh, pre-qualifying or pre-judging someone in that way, then there's an opportunity that you're, pro you're going to have more chances to get qualified buyers, qualified renters, whatever the case may be, that you might have missed otherwise. Yeah, absolutely you can. And so it's great for everybody, right? It's great for the community. Everybody deserves a chance to have a home of their own and to make that investment. So one of the best investments that you can make in yourself is to uh, to purchase property. And so we really just want to sit down with them, find out what that price point is. I work with a lot of first-time home buyers, and so sometimes they really don't understand what their price point is. Kind of a rule of thumb that I always tell them is whatever you think you can afford a month is about what you can afford in a home because that's about what it's going to come out to right now if you're including your taxes and your insurance it's going to be roughly around the same. So if you're looking for something that's around $1,200 a month, well, we're looking at a house that's around twelve hundred twenty dollars to $150,000. And so we're going to start there with them and then kind of build from there. Okay, so this is kind of our price point. Now, what amenities do you need? How many bedrooms do you need? Do you need garage? Do you need um, extra parking? So kind of going through like what that looks like for them without assuming what they can and can't afford or what neighborhood you should or shouldn't put them in. Now, Sean, like you come from an area of uh, manage a lot of rental properties. Also, I'm assuming uh, involved with sales uh, and purchases as well. So all of this kind of encompasses everything that you do. Yes. I manage a lot of different people. I get to know a lot of different people. I, I feel lucky. I, my family has been in sales for several generations. And so when I was being raised, we were told, don't you assume anything. You have no idea who has money and who doesn't. And most likely the people that are trying to look like they have money actually don't. And the people that don't look like they have money probably do. So I, I never had an issue with trying to figure out, I don't know, what's, what's the right word? There was no prejudgment. There wasn't. There really wasn't because uh, my family's in the car business. So my extended family. And so I, sitting there as a receptionist, I watched a whole bunch of different people come in. And it was always surprising the whispers that I got of who had good credit and who didn't or who was buying with cash and who wasn't. So that has um, helped in being a landlord and being a real estate agent. I think that I'm, I'm flashing back to a time in my life back when the mall still existed here in Council Bluffs. And I went in and I was looking for one of those uh, uh, microwaves that fits over the range. I, at the time, I was a painter, and I was dressed as such. And I went in there, and the lady that was working looked at me, and she said, you know, they're really expensive. And I thought, okay. I think we've all had that happen. Yeah. I remember walking into Nebraska Furniture Mart, Nebraska Furniture Mart covered in my children. I have five <laughs> children. Uh, I'm sure I didn't look very fancy, but I had cash, and no one would help me. I remember that. It, 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 I, I am sure each of us has a moment where, where we were judged. 
and we were ready to spend some money and nobody would help us. And that's fine. I walked out, that salesman that ignored me did not get that sale and I called back later and bought what I wanted over the phone from whoever answered the phone. Absolutely. I think we definitely all have had that experience or witnessed something of that nature happen to somebody else. And I think that for our committee, it's one of the reasons that we really are passionate about this. It's really funny to me, even after we announced that it was Fair Housing Month, I had a friend reach out to me uh, that was shocked that these things still happen in the world, right? Because that's not how they operate. And so it was awesome, an awesome opportunity just to have that wholesome conversation of, you know, unfortunately, while we don't operate that way, there are still people out there that redlining folks or that assume that somebody doesn't have the money that they need. Or even one of the other realtors that are on our committee has dealt with um, some of our Hispanic communi community and population where they came to her because the other realtors just refused to work with them because they didn't think that it was going to be worth their time. And so on our committee, that's something that we're advocating against. Um, and that is why we are hosting the event that we have coming up this month on Fair Housing. I think I'll let Amy kind of chat about that. <laughs> it's going to be April 26th. We're going to have that at the Council Bluffs Public Library. And at 9.30 to 11, we have Angel Starks coming in. The title of her presentation is Everyone Wins. And she's going to talk about some best practices in fair housing, like related to access and inclusion and opportunity for people. And that's uh, on April 26th. April 26th. And that'll be free of charge to all of our members. So get that on your calendar. Sean, I'm curious about, I mean, we've, we've been talking about uh, more on the end of home purchases, but from your vantage point, uh, managing all of the different rental properties that you do, the same kind of thing applies to that, does it not? It does. It does. And I have found that I have had to protect my tenants, that they have a right to live in their neighborhood because the neighbors often attack. There is a negative... Stereotype? There is a negative stereotype against tenants, and I've seen other agents that have put on social media in writing, tenants are awful, they lie, they cheat. And I was like, I can't, I can't even believe that anybody has, has written that down because that is making an assumption about a whole class of people, and it really upsets me. My tenants have a right, everyone has a right to have housing. I have found it doesn't even matter what type of tenant it is. Those neighbors already have their walls up and make assumptions and are unfriendly. I've been attacked in the street verbally by people who say, how would you like to have to live next to this? I think that's part of the equitable piece, right? Equitable, being equitable is meeting somebody where they are and providing them with the tools and resources that they need to um, have all the same access and resources that everybody else does. And so providing somebody with a rental property provides them with a safe place, a place to call home, and it also gives them the chance to start building that credit and desiring to purchase their own home in the future and invest in themselves. And so that really is kind of that equitable piece of having a property as being a, a, a rental. Yes, and yeah. it's not just the right thing to do. It's also the legal thing you have to do. So the um, Fair Housing Act was passed um, 55 years ago on Monday. That was the uh, anniversary of that, the 1963 um, Civil Rights Act. The Federal Fair Housing Act is part of that. Yeah, you, I just saw your picture, Amy, in the paper. Did I not? Was it in there? I think so. Yes, uh, we were with, at the mayor's office. The he mayor's signed office, a proclamation yeah. uh, or a proclamation that Council Bluffs was committed to fair housing. I think that... I have an issue with uh, divisive politics, and, and this can be one of those hotbed issues, but it it's just shouldn't be. And no. it's not that when you boil everything away, and in my mind, the way that I look at this is if we're saying us and them, we probably should 
think about what it is that we're saying because it's all us. Everybody that's here, whether it's in Council Bluffs or a surrounding community, wherever they are, it's all us. And we all rise and fall together. There shouldn't be a them when it comes to this type of thing. And I think what you guys are doing and the fact that you're having these uh, different events is it's not just important, but I think it's critical. What, now, that was just uh, one event. You do have some other events coming up. Is that right? So that's the one that we have for Fair Housing and that Amy kind of went okay. through our other events for the month um, at the beginning of the podcast. But we definitely want to invite everybody, uh, not just realtors, loan officers, assessors, appraisers. Everybody's welcome to come to this event about Fair Housing so that they can learn more about it and really see what it means to have Fair Housing and to make sure that we have those best practices and tools uh, in mind. I know one of the things that like I always run through my head whenever I'm working with somebody new to try to make sure that I'm being fair to everybody is if you really just think about an individual, like they are doing the best that they can with the tools that they have in their toolbox and so like just making that like making that connection to them and just understanding that they are where they are and that is quite okay and if you think that you're in a different place then offer that lending hand that all makes wonderful sense are we leaving anything out is there anything we no, no i just we, we all none of us think that we're um prejudiced or biased or anything but i think what you're really saying is you have to stop and think to yourself am i unconsciously trying to, to project something onto who this person is. And don't just assume that I'm a good person. I would never do that. I think we all do in some way or another. So I think just take a step back and think, think about what am I really assuming about this person? Absolutely. There's a really amazing TED Talk that is called uh, One Story, or and single story, I apologize. And so if you're ever curious about what that looks like and the fact that we don't we don't think that we have these prejudgments, but everybody kind of does, it is our human nature to want to create a full story about somebody. So we see somebody, we know a few pieces of who they are, what they are, and we immediately want to fill in the rest of it without knowing because it's just our natural thought process to want to know the full story of anything happening in our life. And so really, just reminding yourself, okay, this person is who they are, and I'm just going to talk to them and build a relationship with them and learn actually who they are and where they are and what their needs are will help you. So Iowa Association of Realtors offers a class, an unconscious bias class that is excellent. Everybody who's attended it said it was well worth the time. Um, we talked about having them come here, but we haven't been able to book that. But you can go on the IAR website and sign up for that. And I think they will even do it remotely too. You can do a Zoom class. I would highly recommend that for anyone. Also go on the nar.realtor site and they have a lot of information, especially this month during Fair Housing Month. But there's always information there about Fair Housing and DEI. And I would also recommend on there, they have a, a simulation called Fairhaven. And you go through and you really realize that, boy, I think I do have some biases that I didn't really realize I had. That'll take you about 45 minutes or so, but well worth the time. Amy Swoboda, Sean Lake, Alicia Fries, thank you all very much for your time and for the wonderful information. And uh, let's uh, get that event on April 26th, well attended. And uh, good luck. And I'm going to put a sign up and say, hey, sell your house. We need some more inventory. <laughs> Great. We do. <laughs> do. <laughs> and we thank you for listening to this episode of the Squire Podcast. Uh, new episodes are released each week. Until next time, take care.